This is a download from MFR. The Ross County Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Ald. Hello and welcome to the Ross County Fan Zone on MFR. On this week's show, we'll look back at 45 minutes of a Highland Derby on Friday and look ahead to this week's game against St Mirren, as well as pick an attacking midfielder and a lone striker to complete our Ross County Dream Team. In the company of two Ross County supporters tonight, no uh, Paul Chalk of the North Star, and our special guest last week, Stuart Ketchewell. Great to have them on board, but uh, just uh, the, vet, yeah, the veterans <laughs> of the, the Ross County podcast, uh, Scott Taylor and John Maxwell. Uh, guys, let's um, start with Friday night. Um, the, the floodlight failure obviously was the, the big talking point. Um, disappointing, Scott, I suppose, you know, having you know all the build-up to it. Everyone's looking forward to the first day of the season and it means we might have to wait a wee bit longer, but as I think Teddy Butcher made the point, actually, we'll get, you know, at least three and a half derbies this season. Well, that's one way of looking at it. Um, given their performance in the first half, I'd quite happily have taken an abandonment at half-time. I think Cali were starting to get into the game um, as the half progressed, and they were obviously putting themselves about. <laughs> trying to, they obviously targeted Melvin Deleu as kind of the main threat, and obviously went for him straight from kick-off. No, Derek Adams was saying in the paper that uh, there was a few meaty challenges that were probably worthy of red cards, but mm-hmm. well, compared to the Edinburgh Derby last night, it was pretty much a walk in the park compared to that. But uh, I, th- I, th- I think he was quite right in pointing them out. Uh, it was it was starting to get a bit physical, and it wouldn't have surprised me if there had been a sending off in the second half. County didn't really threaten up front. Lucasen's shot that kind of was a few yards wide was really the only kind of chance we had. Cali again made made Mark Brown work once, and then obviously Nick, I think it was Nick Ross missed a sitter for about six yards. So it was a pretty scrappy game. It didn't didn't surprise me too much. It was similar to the game in Dingwall back in March, the nil nil. Um, but so we've got another ninety minutes of it. Uh, let's see if the yeah see if the power can power still works at the Global <laughs> Energy Stadium. <laughs> It's very ironic, isn't it? I think that's all. It was all over the media. It was yeah. the irony. <laughs> However, I um, have to pick up on that point as well. Um, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Everyone now remembers the name of the stadium. Uh, it's a bit of an urban myth, though, is it not? Um, because it is bad publicity <laughs> at the end of the day. I don't, oh. It's not for me to judge. Really. Maybe if it had been three all at half time, and then people <coughs> would probably be more inclined to watch the the replay, mm-hmm. uh, whenever that is. Obviously, there's talk. I think County were obviously trying to get at the international break, which is understandable. Obviously, Cali have other interests. Possibly yeah. Billy Mackay. Yeah, Billy might, Mackay might be a uh, yeah, might be call called up. up. Yeah, yeah, which is fair enough. If it was County in the same same boat, yeah, I'd be kind of <laughs> disappointed if they were trying to rearrange it. I think the rule is three internationals. I think is what happened with Rangers mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the season, um, but I can't, yeah, I can't see it happening in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully before Christmas, anyway. Certainly not before the next Derby and New Year. Yeah. Um, going back to what Scott was saying about the the, the Cali Thistle chances, the one thing that I was worried about was the, the the bouncing ball in Ross County's box, and I think they were lucky to get away with it because Richie Foran got his head to a couple of 
crosses from a couple of set pieces and uh, I, th- I think County were lucky that, that one of them fell to Nick Ross instead of Billy Mackay who was a few yards away from him because uh, I mean there's no one better in the country at uh, attacking a, a bouncing ball in the pen- penalty area than Billy Mackay so um, they're lucky in that respect um, I, I did wonder what Marley Watkins would have been like as a player I had no idea what, what kind of player he was but but um, I think he brings a lot to, to Cully Thistle you could tell that um, uh, Terry Butcher likes him because he's just another brute <laughs> um, the, it was long ball after long ball towards uh, him from the left back area um, uh, attacking Ben Gordon and it's a legitimate ta- tactic but I don't think it was very pretty to watch on the television it was a more exciting game I think being in the ground yep. th- 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 than, it, than it would have been as a neutral watching on on the telly because you've, you've got the nerves of being a supporter in the, in, in the stadium um, and not knowing what was going to happen, the, I mean, the, the very few times that the county did progress in the first half, um, I was I was getting slightly nervous because because Melvin Delay has got such real quality. I mean, there was one point where he the, a, a Mark Brown goal kick went sky high, and Melvin Delay, despite having a few players around him, chested the ball down, and then turned and faced the goal, and then played a one-two. Which brought that Luckison shot that, that that went over. It was just an unbelievable piece of quality, um, and I th- I think that he's going to be such a, an important player for County in the next eighteen months. The the yellow card, red card incident. Let's talk about that because Derek Adams felt there was there were two red cards in the game. Um, yellow cards and red cards do count in an abandoned game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the challenge, uh, Ross Draper's, uh, sorry, Gary Warren's challenge right to the touch, and Derek Adams was well placed to see it, it was right in front of his dugout. Uh, and I think there was a, 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 an apparent elbow used on the halfway line as well. So, had the, the game, you know, gone ahead in the second half, then I'm sure Derek will, would have definitely felt aggrieved at the decisions in the first half. Certainly, he would have had some food for thought in the second mm-hmm. half as to whether. Uh, to make changes, obviously Richard Britton didn't start. I think that was the one big talking point before the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd obviously decided tactically that they didn't want to uh, put Richard in there. But going, yeah, going back to the yellow cards, where they should have been red cards. It's, with the with derby games, it's it's hard to <laughs> hard to predict. You know what should be a yellow, what should be a red. Um, I think th- I think the ref was right to call them all yellows. In all honesty, mm-hmm. I don't think the Lucasin one where he's gone up I think right on half time I thought it was a foul I didn't think it was worthy of a yellow card I didn't think it was too much in it he obviously the referees obviously felt that you know it was retribution for the foul that happened a few minutes before but um, when you were watching back the, the TV coverage I think they mentioned the fact that was it John Beaton was the referee yes that's right, um, yeah. was up and coming i.e. inexperienced <laughs> and you know that's not the sort of ref you want for you know a derby game no. when you look at Willie Collum refereeing Hearts yeah. last night, and I think I was reading today. I think that uh, Beaton who refereed the Aberdeen Motherwell game had to apologise to Stuart McCall for giving a, a disallowed goal um, that should have should have stood. So just to bring that bring that to the table. Well, I I, I, I agree in, in that the the foul itself for for the jump with Luckison wasn't a yellow, but I I think the the altercation between. Between Draper and Kovacevic later on, I think both merited a yellow for that. Mm-hmm. I think the, the the one challenge was Tremarco and Ivan Sprell on the far touchline. That was probably closest to a red than, than any, but even so, I think in the circumstances, I would have given a yellow. 
both managers, interesting, uh, like come out and said that if the second half had gone ahead, they would have won it. <laughs> um, as you would imagine, <laughs> in a derby match with two managers. Oh, I thought you were going to cough there. You okay? <laughs> um, how would you have seen the second half going? Obviously, we've we've said the first half. Again, it's really ifs and buts. But you know, would have would County have come out? You know, taken a, a nil nil at half time and perhaps come out and. And, and altered their game. I mean, they've had, as you mentioned, had Richard Britton to bring off the bench as well. Not a bad player uh, to bring into a uh, derby midway through it. Yeah, it just depends who gets first goal. If it's an early goal for either team, that makes a makes a hell of a difference in the second half. To be honest, on on first half performance, I think um, Teddy Butcher probably was right of the two of them. I think Cali Thistle were looking more likely to score without creating too many chances. Um, obviously, Mark Brown had a save right at the very death of the first half, <laughs> which, well, I thought she'd been given as a foul. I thought there was a push in there, but there you go, I'm not strong beaten. <laughs> um, yeah, like you say, with Richard Britton might have come off the bench, might have made the difference, um, but I, th- I think it would have been one goal. It would have um, won it for either team in the second half. I would I would have liked to have seen Tara Matson up against Tremarco as well, um, with, with some fresh legs. Uh, <clears throat> I think that I think the I think the game is still going to plan for for Ross County so, to a certain extent. Sure, they 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 um, lost a fair bit of territory from the amount of set pieces and the and the long balls that that Watkins was winning against Gordon, um, but uh, I I, th- I think that. You know, I, th- I think if Kenty were going to win it, I think they were going to win it one nil, and that c- could well have happened. Um, I I could have seen Luckison uh, uh, or or especially Deleu, um getting a, a a bit of space as the game stretched in the second half, and that's all that he would have needed. I think. Well, let's be honest, a one nil win, you would have taken that as well. Yeah, definitely. Any day of the week. Uh, so frustrating, really, was the the key phrase uh, from Friday. Um, County have had to wait a, a while. Obviously, Cali Thistle their game on Tuesday, but County have had to wait until. This weekend, away to St Mirren, and uh, yeah, we just hope that County take their frustrating frustration out on St Mirren uh, for only getting forty-five minutes of action last week and, and go down there to a venue. John, I always remember your uh, story about your your excellent birthday you had at the, yeah. the start of the year when County were rampant uh, in, in Paisley. Um, yeah, games between these two, especially down there, have produced a lot of goals: five-four and four-one uh, last season. <clears throat> St Mirren have, have started to come into it a little bit. I know they've they've won the last two games as well. Well, they um, did until the, the weekend when they lost 4-0 to Dundee United. That's right. Yeah, they've won two out of three. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I was getting slightly worried going into the fixture, but then Dundee United were, well, I think they were, they were, that was one of their best performances. Mm-hmm. Probably was their best performance of the season and, they, and they've had a few so far. Yeah. Um, Look at Dundee United. Yeah, they're one of the best teams to watch um, going oh, forward, yeah. I think. Um, so, although four 0 I think was still a bit of a shock because I don't think Dundee United have been, you know, performing all cylinders. Obviously, the four two here in Dingwall, but I don't think they've won consecutive games through no. the season. But they have put four past a couple of teams: yeah. County, St Johnston, St Mirren as well. Yeah, and that's uh, I forgot about St Johnston. Yeah, um, but St St Mirren were obviously <laughs> just I don't, I don't know what happened to them. It must probably a similar performance to when they played in Dingwall. You know, the county played brilliant against them in Dingwall earlier in the season, but St Mirren offered absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't really. They've had their little upturn in fortunes because I think up until the Hearts game, um, Danny Lennon was of course under a bit of pressure. For me, St Mirren are really just they, they epitomised the, the term 
uh, topsy-turvy. You mm-hmm. just don't know what to expect from him from week to week, and I think that shows in the performances and the results. <clears throat> well, I think I think the results on their performances picked up when them when Daddy Lennon started to pick what the St Mirren supporters would have viewed as, as their first choice eleven when he when he put them. Um, Jim Goodwin back into midfield from being being um, a bit oh, just shambolic centre centre half, yeah. Um, and and well, he had Lee Mayer on the bench, and and then mm. he had other centre backs at right back, and it was just a, a shambles. Um, but they did have a more settled, balanced team in their two wins. I'm hoping that that because of the heavy loss that, that Danny Lennon is going to start tinkering with the team again and he's going to put the good one back to centre back, which would which would help because that beside everything else defensively it meant that Paul McGowan wasn't playing in his best position, which was close to Stephen Thompson, um, and he was doing that recently. So so hopefully with 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 a heavy loss he'll he'll do what Derek Adams did earlier in the season and he'll 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 over, overreact and change the team too much. I think Danny Lennon tries to overthink things as well he, he, you know he tries to overcomplicate things really he's got a <coughs> good set of players there he just needs to mm-hmm. simplify it Yeah I think that's what a lot of people have been saying about them for you know since Lennon's been in charge even over the past year they've obviously with the League Cup win I think alleviated the pressure, I think it hadn't been for that mm-hmm. I don't think he'd be in his position as manager just now but a lot of people as, as you say yeah, they've got a squad there that should be looking to be competing, you know, for top six. You know, whether they push for the top half or the, you know, the bottom six, um, they certainly should be up there. Maybe it's just taking them a bit of time to kind of get going. Last yeah. week was a bit of a disaster for them, but the two games, as you said before, you know, managed to get a couple of wins. Um, I can see them if 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 he keeps this, you know a settled team, then I can see them pushing forward at the table, but just not this weekend. The, the 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 thing is, I think two teams have to finish in the bottom two, and it's not going to be Ross County, so it's going to have to be St Mirren. Or Kilmarnock. Yeah. Hearts might pull clear, you never know. They might. <laughs> they yeah. might, yeah. Um, no, I think, I think that's when you start panicking. Yeah, it's <laughs> when Hearts start to pull clear, hit the, the big red button. Um, St Mirren as well, I mean, they just... I don't know what it is about St Mirren, but they just... They always seem to be languishing at the bottom of the table, and it just seems to, it's not a case of yeah. if, but when Danny Lennon the, finally. I mean, they, they they just seem to be going through the the motions every kind of every season, really. Have they had a winning season since they got back into the Premier League? They 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 finished higher up the table. <laughs> I, I don't think they've ever made the top six, but I did think they finished seventh or eighth was one it, one season. Was it maybe last? No, was it last year they finished eighth? No, it was the season before then. Right, okay. I think it was. It was before Ross County got into the top flight. Uh-huh. But yeah, bottom six uh, club. Uh, where will the game be won for Ross County this weekend? Then I mean, we saw Richard Britton uh, dropped. Uh, not too sure why he was he was on the bench. Uh, he was, um, but the Kevin Lacassin come back into the starting eleven. I think that was a kind of a good move for Derek Adams. But Stephen Ross, uh, up until then, had done nothing wrong. Uh, Melvin DeLouve, we've seen him really come on to a game in the last couple of weeks as well. He looks like a real uh, talent. I can't remember which former county player it was, but someone tweeted during the derby saying to words to that effect, nah, Daniel, Daniel Moore, Daniel Moore, Daniel Moore was, yes. Yeah. He, he was saying that uh, Melvin DeLouve looks like a real player. Ivan Sprivel, um started the game last week as well. 
county attack attacking wise just need to kind of really kind of like we're saying with St Mirren just come together yeah um I think it's, it's going to be in midfield. It's easy to say it's going to, yeah. the game's going to be won and lost midfield because it's still a bit cliche. But well, it might be lost defensively. I think that's something <laughs> I would say. Just I'm, th- I'm just thinking back to the five four game, you know, and you think how crazy that yeah. was. Um, well, I think I think Ross County can can deal with one physical uh, presence up front. Yeah, Stephen um, Thompson, which will be Thompson. Yeah. 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 But in that five four game, it all went to, to pot when the Parkin came on as well, Simon Parkin, and he was like a, the the centre forward equivalent to Ross Tokley, mm-hmm. and, and and he just wins everything, every physical challenge. So um, when you got two of them together, but no one Boyd didn't didn't know how to deal with them. I think McLean and Boyd would be able to 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 win the second ball against Thompson. They might not necessarily win the first one, but um, I I think it will be. Making sure that, that that Jim Goodwin, if he plays in midfield, doesn't command the presence in there and and start dictating things because because um, I think I think pressing him, getting Kittle onto him and making sure that that, that he panics his passes because Goodwin's liable to 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 play inaccurate passes under pressure. It's even better at centre back than it is at centre midfield. It has to be said. Um, uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be tempted to to I don't know. I would try to get Britain back in there somewhere. I'd maybe even take drop Sproul off the right. Maybe put Quinn or Britain on the right and get an extra centre midfielder in there just just to try and clog things up in midfield and outnumber them because because uh, away from home I think County need to be tight because they just aren't scoring many goals away from home either. No, I think we go back to the the one nil. I think a one nil away from home. Anyone in navy blue. And wait, what about your hand up for that, Scott? Yeah, definitely. The way away from home, we've been you know, pretty all, much all over the place. Um, I was down at the Hibs game, which is the only point we've got on the road. Yeah. And again, they rarely looked like threatening to score. I think it was Kovacevic had her best chance. But at the same time, they were they were tight. But they were defensively. Defensively, they were organised. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, that that partnership's changed now. I think Grant Monroe and Brian McLean had yes, started right. the two yeah, games was, in a yeah. row. I think I think it was St Mirren the week before in Dingwall um, and then we can get that you know that's a proverbial monkey on our back is getting that away win I don't see why we can't move forward if if we get a win against the Midland who, who are we playing the week after now? oh Celtic that's right Celtic. <laughs> yeah I think they need yeah you look at that I think whenever you hear teams that are kind of struggling down the bottom six and it's like oh they've got this game then they've got Celtic the week after so they've got to look at winning this game not necessarily though. No, you know the, this time, given our home record against Celtic, yep. um, but certainly it would alleviate alleviate the pressure at the bottom. It's a, it's a six pointer, you know, cliche. It was a six pointer against Kilmarnock. You know, we're still above them, but you just want to kind of just keep one eye probably on Kilmarnock, St. Mirren, and Hearts. That's the three teams for me that are struggling, and you know you've got to look to kind of get away from them. Mm-hmm. I think I think Hibs will slip into there eventually as well. Well, yeah. hopefully, here's hoping. Uh, <laughs> a prediction uh, from you guys uh, heading into to Paisley. Anyone going down to Paisley? No, I'm afraid not. But I'll go for one nil Ross County. I will go three two Ross County. Oh, goals, goals galore, in Paisley. Uh, dream team time now. Uh, we've uh, almost compiled um, our Ross County dream eleven. Uh, we're looking for an attack-minded. Midfielder, the guys have got their suggestions. I'll run through 
uh, quite a lot on Twitter. Thanks to everyone who, who got in touch on Twitter uh, looking for their attack-minded midfielder, attacking midfielder even, and a lone uh, striker. Uh, Frank Escalon, Neil Tarrant gets a mention, Michael Gardine, uh, Bone, uh, Michael Gardine, Tarrant uh, from the Jaylender. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Mags Matheson goes for Boney. What about Tarrant as well? Uh, Stuart Taylor's come up with a whole heap of suggestions. Um, Gardine, Ferguson, Adams, Higgy, Tarrant, Grant, Barriman, and not forgetting Alex, Headbutt Bone. Um, a couple of more to come as well. Sift through the, the, the Cali Thistle ones. Alan Duff or Brian Grant as well from Fraser Lewis. Uh, John McLeod. Good old John goes for Gordy Connolly and Brian Grant. Uh, Neil Tarrant actually replies uh, on, on Twitter uh, to myself and uh, Jay Lender and says, Hey boys, what's all the fuss about? Hope the question wasn't who's slower than Big Ross Tokley. <laughs> Quality from Neil Tarrant and, and Jay Lender actually replies and says, Oh, look, we're looking for an attacking midfielder uh, and a forward to complete the County 11. And Neil Tarrant goes for obviously going on my first spell. The second visit was brutal. Nice, Neil, to be refreshingly honest. We always yeah, like that from I mean, a footballer. Just, just, I mean, he's putting himself down in that second spell, but when you look at the statistics, 27 goals and 58 appearances, that's pretty impressive, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, we've, He was definitely in with the shout. We've got say. a fair, uh, fair amount of suggestions there. The, mm-hmm. the same uh, names have, have cropped up a few times. Tarrant has been mentioned mm-hmm. a few times. Gardine has been mentioned a few <laughs> times as well. Um, there are a, a few kind of. Um, there were a few Highland League names there. Obviously, Alan Duff was one, but yep. um, I mean, I've got my list here. Obviously, Brian Grant, uh, um, post ninety, well, ninety four, ninety five, mm-hmm. ninety five, ninety six, twenty six goals and eighty four pinches. Another decent return from him, but obviously it's the Highland League days that I think everyone remember him for the five against St. Catherine Wanderers, I think, and mm-hmm. three against four for he was the top scorer in the Scottish Cup that season, uh, uh, along with Thally McCoyst, I think it was. I think I, I, I'm disappointed for the lack of love for Karen Bukra. Um, who who, yeah, who starred? That no one's. Yeah, he he starred in the 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 League Cup match against Rangers, which was on the telly. I think mm-hmm. that was a um, Scottish Cup game. That was on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and um, I think County's goal in that game was was scored by Stephen Mackay, who's at um, who's at Brora. Brora now, now yeah. yeah. Scoring goals for fun too. Yes, and also in that squad where um, Sean Webb and Connor Gethins were both at Nairn, so they're still mm-hmm. an active Highland League. Uh, contingent there. Connor scoring f- goals for fun too. <laughs> That's right. Maybe not Sean Webb, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. The Karen Bukra, he, 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 he. When he was on his game, he looked, he looked as if he should be playing a, a much higher level, but he never did it every game, which was his problem. And um, Frank Escalon, I, I was a big fan of his, but back in the day, mm-hmm. um, he, the back in the third division, um, he he had a great game against Hearts. Mm-hmm. In 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 that League Cup quarter final, yeah, I and mean, I think he had the crossbar. Was it certainly uh, did? Yeah, that was yeah. that was Derek Derek Adams's last game. Yeah, for the club as well. well from Motherwell, yeah. That season, Adams scored three goals in four games, um, and we'll we'll get onto the striker in a second. I think I think he's a contender for the striker, but yeah. but as far as attacking <coughs> midfielders are yeah, concerned, the, and another couple of names just to mention. I think. Did someone mention Stephen Ferguson? I think I yeah. mentioned him before. Uh, David Winters <laughs> uh, was one that uh, he was one for the Boo Boys. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say, unfortunately, he, sco- he scored a lot but of goals. He scored a lot of goals, and I think he had the 
not to compare him to George Best, but you know it's the kind of attitude of not <laughs> caring less. You know, he he just had that kind of uh, look about him we know that, what you mean, that yeah. he could just just get the ball and just try and things with it. Yep. You know, sometimes yeah, he just kind if of David Winters is listening. But yes, yeah. we just compare you to George Best. <laughs> um, I can't remember who he scored a cracker a goal where he volleyed the keeper from basically the edge of the eighteen yard box, basically on the t- you know touchline side. But the cameras missed it because um, <laughs> they were changing the tape. That shows how long ago it was. Um, but uh, he was—he yeah, he was certainly worthy of a mention. That's know. back in the day of football first. Sunday afternoon, was it? Yeah, Sunday afternoon. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I don't think we've actually have we talked about. Um, we're talking about Italian midfielders. Charlie Adams, more of a centre midfielder, but yeah. I don't think we've talked about his goal against St. Mudden. No. You know, the one from the halfway line. Which was incredible. That that was shown on the telly. Yeah, that was the goal of the season. But what most people don't realise is that straight from the kickoff, a few seconds later, he picked the ball up from the same spot and just hit again from the same spot and just, you know, caught the keeper napping, but it just went over the bar. I think we're looking know. at players who went but, on to do something with the career, so we'll <laughs> Charlie Adam from that uh, at the moment. Well, it's, he did. He did it. Just he. He would try it twice every game as well back then. In all honesty, yeah. so by the the law of averages, he was going to score one. It was quite frustrating yeah. most of the time. He would shoot from anywhere. Mm-hmm. With it was it was quite frustrating yeah. because because there was a, there were a lot of quality t- players in that Ross County team at the time, mm-hmm. and he was good himself. Mm-hmm. But he would just he'd be so selfish and just shoot mm-hmm. from anywhere. So who are you going to pick, John? I think. Well, uh, I think we'd kind of spoken about uh, off air, and certainly the the player. And I've mentioned my um, all-time eleven that was in the program last season. I think I put Michael Gardine in there. Um, it's between Gardine and Stevie Ferguson for the attacking midfielder for me. Stevie yeah. Stevie Ferguson scored fifty league goals himself in one hundred and fifty-nine mm-hmm. starts. That's one in three for a midfielder. I mean, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Frank Lampard's got that kind of record mm-hmm. at Chelsea. Um, I'll, I'll be at a different level. <laughs> so we've compared David Winters and George Best, and we've mentioned Stevie Ferguson and Frank Lampard yeah. in the same sentence. Yeah. Carry on. I I tweeted you a link to the video of the Kaboka yes, Seven. Did yes. you Did you see it? See that before. Stevie yes. Ferguson with his hair. With hair. Yeah, yeah. that's that's brilliant. Yeah. That's the other thing that's worrying about this all time eleven is we haven't got any of the Kaboka Seven in it uh, so far. Well, is today the chance? <laughs> well, you see, how many people have said Michael Gardine? You know, I think. Gardine's my personal choice. A lot of people on Twitter yeah. have gone for Gardine. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a fair, a fair choice. Um, I can give Fergie a, a coaching job. Well, can, <laughs> we, can, we, can, we, can we pick our substitutes job. as well? I mean, I've got like Mark McCulloch's well. on the bench. Don't mess with Mark yeah. McCulloch. He's on the bench. We can't mess. Yeah. Or else uh, Stuart Taylor will have something to say. Mm. <laughs> can, we, can we have a, a, a pre-game substitute and put McCulloch in at right back instead of Somerville? I'm already <laughs> regretting it. See, I wasn't here. I keep saying. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Well, I think you might have Sarvo because that was the the public vote. You know? Yeah, that's right. You know, so Michael Gardine, based on a public vote, is he going to be our attack-minded and, midfielder? And me and John, yeah. I, so when you look I, at the midfield, the way it lines up already in our Ross County Dream Team, we've got Vigors on the left, Britton, Lawson, Ferris, <laughs> and Gardine. It's not a bad-looking uh, five. I think yeah. it could do with Fergie's grit more more than Gardine's yeah. flair. Aye, but no, nah, I'll, I'll go for Gardine. Okay, yeah. Gardine. Okay, <laughs> yeah. talk to me about lone strikers then. 
Well, that's the trouble. Lone, we're talking about loan strikers. There are, oh, but, oh, or striker, or striker. But, are we going to play four? How, 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 how would they cope on their own? I suppose. Uh, Neil Tarrant's Neil Tarrant's been mentioned. Yeah, Neil Tarrant's obviously Brian Grant. Um, Sean Higgins is Sean the record yeah, record scorer uh, for the club. Sixty goals in all competitions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, his be, his best form is as as an attacking midfielder or playing off. I mean, his best form is in the second division. Um, yeah, playing in the forty-three-one as as mm-hmm. kind of the number ten behind mm-hmm. Barrowman, um, and then when Kenny got promoted again, he he would play behind Dyron Dahl and Higgins. I think he scored ten goals in both of those seasons, but scored around the most important goals at Carplow on the last day. Yeah, yes, yeah, certainly yeah, did. That, man. Yeah, um, and that was his last game for the club as well, was it? That was his last game. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, so it was pretty crucial. Stopped us getting dragged into the playoffs, but. There's other other names you want to mention, like Andy Barrowman, obviously. I think he's, again, yep. second division. You know, he was another great signing. Col- think- Colin McMenamin, if, if only for just one season, he was superb mm-hmm. as a forward. The way he ran the channels, he was so clever in his movement. I, th- I, th- I, think, I think he had... Um, Hit problems in the SPL and he was taking injections. So, I, so I was told, and his mobility clearly wasn't there because he wasn't able to test the centre backs yeah. in the way it was mm-hmm. in the first division. He didn't compete directly. He he always just ran on their blind side and dragged them out of position, and that allowed Gardine to run a mock. They were they were such a good mm-hmm. partnership in the mm-hmm. first division title winning yeah. season. Um, Neil Tarrant, he had he had a wand of a left foot as he would say himself. <laughs> yeah, he was class. Class, class yeah. forward. I think the um, the shout out for one of the other Kabuki Seven, Gary Wood, not the Gary, Gary Wood who plays for Montrose, but the Gary Wood with the peroxide blonde. But we, didn't, but we don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, he scored scored twenty odd goals for Ross County. Yeah, he hopefully Neil Cooper's not listening. <laughs> but uh, you know, he I mean, going through. I've got well, I think it's my brother's got the scrapbook now. But I think he had a fall, falling out with Neil Cooper when Neil Cooper was manager. I think a few players did. But I think that's what kept him out of the team at times. But um, you know, as John says, he's got he had a great goal scoring record. Um, Try and remember. Uh, no, 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 it's gone. Sorry. The, 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 the elephant in the room is Derek Adams, of course. Mm-hmm. And I think he could well be our choice. Um, that's yeah, that's he, my my choice as well. He scored he, in his time at Ross County, playing up front in his first spell at Ross County. Bear in mind that he would have been really young at the time. What, 19, 20, 21? Mm, probably probably 20, in his twenties at the time. Yeah, I think okay. he'd been early twenties. He'd left Aberdeen to go to Burnley. Yeah. Okay. So, up, and it, he hadn't played much senior football at that stage. But but at Ross County, he scored forty goals in the league in sixty six appearances. So sixty percent strike rate at any levels for a, for a forward is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, certain, certainly since yeah since ninety four for for me he's. Yeah, the best best striker I've seen at the club, okay. and that's not to not a disservice to the likes of Neil Tar- Neil Tar- and Brian Grant. Scored one of my All favourite goals, the free kick against Dundee United. He bent bent, oh, it, yeah. bent, bent it around the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember Dave McKay's goal for the St Johnston uh, this season? The the free kick and it bent it went bent all the way around the wall and just managed to get inside the post in mm-hmm. time. Well, uh, shooting towards the away end, which was just mm-hmm. a, a vast. A, a vast expanse and there was nothing filling in the, the ground behind then the, the, Derek Adams managed a similar free kick he came on as a substitute mm-hmm. he didn't even start that game yeah. I think he scored it an extra time uh, yeah it was yeah. an extra time aye. Mm-hmm. Um, the other the other goal I, by Derek Adams I want to mention is um, his winner against Queen's Park and I think we were, I think we were talking off air last week um, and I just mentioned it I think uh, 
late Bob Crampsey um, did the report on yes, Radio okay, Scotland for uh-huh. the game. This was 97. This was the day Forfar beat Cali 4-0. And basically, we were... Although went to the last day, Cali getting beat 4-0 by Forfar, it was kind of inevitable that Forfar were going to win on the last day. So we had to go to Queen's Park and win. At, at Hamden, I think they demolished the one of the stands because they were in the middle of redeveloping it. Mm-hmm. And we were 1-0 down for a long spell. Ten minutes to go, John Hewitt came out with an absolute cracker of a free kick from about, I don't know, it gets longer <laughs> and longer, like 30 or 40 yards, I don't care. Left-footed over the wall. But like Derek Adams' goal against Dundee United, but it was to the keeper's other side. But in injury time, Billy Ferris whipped in a cross uh, from the right-hand side, and I think Adams was probably just on the edge of the box. It was, um, it was just a first, you know, just hit it, volleyed it past the keeper, and you still, uh, to me, I think the sense of occasion as well, the fact that we were still pushing to get promotion, and just it was an, a spectacular finish. And Bob Crampsey on the radio afterwards on the bus home <laughs> described it as two of the best goals he'd ever seen scored at Hamden Park. Good old <laughs> you know, Bob Crampsey. Yeah. Worth a mention always. So Derek Adams as our striker. We've got our team there. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we haven't upset too many people. So we've got Tony Bullock in goals. Uh, Chris Somerville, although we might have Mark McCulloch <laughs> at right back. We've got Brian Irvin, Scott Boyd in at centre-half. Left back, Shuggy Robertson, Ian Vigers, Paul Lawson, Richard Britton, Billy Ferris, Michael Gardine and Derek Adams. That's not a bad 11 at all. And next week on the show, uh, only a few candidates for this one, of course. Manager of the team. And I think we might we will have a player manager role as well. Mm-hmm. We'll need to wait and see. Neil Cooper. <laughs> he could play. Yep, he could play. I was thinking of Scott Leach, to be honest. <laughs> I'll end it there. That's it from us here. We'll see you next week. The Ross County Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Ald. Listen again online at mfr.co.uk slash Ross County. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Get more from the North's number one radio station at mfr.co.uk.